When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Jones! Bowman! He's got it! Hello and welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket with me, Simon Hughes. And Simon Mann is here as well. And we're looking back at the second day's play in the Chennai Test match. Simon, that is a, a day or two days of Joe Root's dreams. Uh, I mean, he asked for England to be able to bat into the third day and they are. That's exactly what's going to happen. England are going to bat on. No thought of a declaration. 555 for eight. Well, you last night on the podcast, you called for 550 and England have got there. So job done, really, in that sense. Now they've got to do the job with the ball once they are dismissed on the on the third day. India will have to come out and bowl them out. They've been in the field for 180 overs and route. Well, there was something inevitable about it. I, I felt that he was going to go on and make a... A double hundred once he got through the first half an hour of the second day and uh, remarkably he went to his double hundred in really skittish fashion by hitting the ball over long on for six I, I certainly didn't see that coming what I did see coming though was another Joe Root double hundred it, it sort of felt inevitable I was there when Brian Lara made his uh, 400 not out against England and Antigua and that felt inevitable when he was about 80 not out, even though he still had another 300-odd runs to go to, to break the world record. I just felt today Joe Root coming back. There's just sort of a sense of inevitability about it. He's in such a, a brilliant vein of form, and the pitch is slow. He's a good player of spin, superb player of spin. He's more than a good player of spin, fantastic player of spin, and he's just in the form of his life. So um, no surprise at all, another double hundred, brilliant. I think he's got the best average in the subcontinent of any batsman in the last 10 years or so, uh, which is, you know, phenomenal performance. And you use the word inevitable. I mean, Joe Root would love you for that because there was anything but inevitable about some of his batting in the last couple of years. He didn't make a, a single hundred in the year 2020. And actually, I've been looking back at some of his scores before that. And actually, his average peaked in 2017, where he was averaging 54. And ever since then... His test average has gone down, declined until last August against Pakistan when he got dismissed a couple of times there. It, it dipped to under 48. So it was actually 47.9 or something was his test average. And that, I think, is when the penny dropped and he felt, I need to look into this. Why have I got 17 
test match hundreds and about 48 50s. Why have I not converted that? Why am I not like a Virat Kohli who has almost the same number of 50s and hundreds or Steve Smith or Kane Williamson? These other sort of batting Galacticos are, are really piling on the, the massive scores and I'm not. What is it that I'm get, getting wrong? And and as we sort of said yesterday, he's he looked into... Well, he got the team analyst to look into what were the reasons, what kind of ways was he getting out between, say, 40 and 80. I just looked it up, actually. I, I, I sort of thought, you know, in a quiet moment, right, I'll have a look at those dismissals, not the video, but the descriptions of them. Mm. And there, there are 22 dismissals between 40 and 85 in the last four years. So, you know, you've got to start but you haven't continued on to a big score. And I've, I've listed them down here. Uh, top edge hook, lazy shot, loose drive, two run outs, which I guess you, sometimes that happens. A top edge slog sweep, too early on a drive, miscued Nathan Lyon to slip, little fiddle outside off, drive with no feet, caught clipping in the air at square leg. Obviously, there were also some good balls in amongst uh, those dismissals, but there is a there is a pattern there actually, and it's sort of slightly lazy, slightly loose, just not as compact and disciplined as he probably had been before getting to those scores of forty or fifty. So he's obviously thought about it and realised, although there's nothing technically obvious there, so it, it's got to be mental, right? Well, well, possibly, um, but the the fact that he sensed it himself, the fact that he thought there might be some issue, um, suggests there was something of a problem there. And he, well, let, I think it's fair to say that he's gone away and addressed it. <laughs> I mean, we, yeah, absolutely. We're, almost, we're almost running out of things to say about him, aren't we? Because we've mm. been speaking about him now for the last two or three weeks, and every yeah. day he goes out and plays in the subcontinent. It's a a batting masterclass. I think the biggest surprise today was when he was dismissed. Um, I think I think he thought it was drifting down the leg side. It was a strange one actually from Nadim. The, the slow left arm is quite wide, and you know coming in with the angle, and he went to flick it away and, and missed it. Struck on the pad. It straightened a bit, and but it was going on to hit the the leg stump. The umpires have been very good in this match so far. They've got just about every decision right. Not every single one, but m- most of them. Or back to ninety nine percent, and it, and it was hitting. So Joe Root was on his way. And uh, he must have walked off an extremely tired man. He had cramp last night and, he, and you know, he kept on going today. 377 balls in all. He was out at 477 uh, for six. And he's put England in a fantastic position in this test match. We'll hear Ben Stokes in just a moment, see how he sees the game. But they've got those runs in the bank. I know they made 477 last time and lost the game in. They got 700. But what happened in the past is not necessarily a sort of forerunner of what's going to happen in the future or, or indeed the present. And, you know, if you get 550 on the board in any test match, you are in a great position, especially on a pitch that is, you know, beginning to offer a bit more now. And it's that scoreboard pressure. We've seen it before. We've seen it in the past, haven't we? How one side can go out and make a big score and then the other side stumble in reply. I'm not saying that's necessarily going to happen because in have yeah, got you know several fine players, and they're used to playing on these sort of pitches in these sort of conditions. But it, you know, it's not going to be easy for them. They're going to have to no. bat basically finding it. You know, it, it, it's very hard to see. Famous last words. It's very hard to see how India can get into a winning position uh, from here. It, it's it's possible. There's an outside chance of it. But you know, for the most part, they are going to be batting under pressure. Uh, well, first mm. and second innings. Yeah, actually, we think back to, it does occasionally happen, doesn't it? So there was that Adelaide Test match in 2007 
when England got 500 and Australia also got 500 and then bowled England out quickly. But they had Shane Warne in their team and, and he worked his magic and somehow Australia won that test. But certainly, as you say, England's position here is pretty much impregnable. Joe Root also, as part from the, the mental side of uh, his uh, application, let's say, you, you mentioned there that the stamina involved as well in, in batting for the best part of two days mm. and in, in that heat. And actually, we had uh, Alistair Cook, didn't we, on our virtual cricket club a while ago. And one of the questions we asked him in our special quiz was, which player, which England player has got closest to you in the yo-yo test, the, the stamina test or the 5K uh, run that they do and they time it and everything? And who's got, Cook is famously the champion of that and has always, his time has always been the leading one. Uh, so who's got closest to him? And he had a few guesses. He said Johnny Bairstow and Joss Butler. The mm. answer was actually Joe Root. So clearly he's done a lot of work mm. on his fitness as well, not least in being able to hit straight sixes because... He's not the, the most powerful striker of the ball, but uh, he, he obviously unleashed one today. And, uh, you know, it, it's just the, the, the overall performance is just a product of tremendous hard work, a bit of soul searching and obviously outrageously good skill, outrageously high skill as well. There, there were some suggestions uh, on social media that I saw, and I didn't pick this up, but some people uh, picked it up, that he wasn't absolutely sure that that six had brought him to 100. I don't know whether the scoreboard was wrong on the ground and, or, or whatever, but anyway, he, he went to his, hundred, his double 100 uh, with a six. It seemed a bit of a surprising way to sort of take it on, really. Um, we did see him caught on the wide, long-on boundary in Sri Lanka when he was batting with, with Stuart Broad. So he, he hasn't, you know, generally speaking, hasn't played those sorts of big shots. He's gone for the slog sweep for, for six, but not the straight down the grounder uh, for six. Anyway, what, what a fantastic way to, to bring up your, your double hundred in your 100th test match and your, you know, your third big score in consecutive games. Uh, it, it doesn't get much better than that as a batsman. And, a, and as a captain, he's also put England, as, as we were just been saying in a in a really strong position in the game. Yeah, I mean uh, the, the signs of his uh, new mindset, if we call it that, today with uh, the first session of play, he only scored singles while Stokes was at the other end. And Stokes, it must have been a, a real help for him actually having Stokes uh, as a partner because Stokes was quite aggressive. And he got 82 and he hit some lovely shots over the top and over the deep square leg and it brought out his reverse sweep a number of times. But he kind of got the uh, the innings sort of momentum going a bit more, whereas Root had batted for most of the previous day with Sibley, who has, I said, a fairly pedestrian tempo. Now he could almost hand over to Stokes to take the initiative and he did that really well. Yeah, he did. I mean, Stokes had to come in fresh. You know, with, with no cricket for two months, the last time he played was on the 1st of December, you know, a proper match in, in, in the middle and no Red Bull cricket for about five months to come in and play like that was a revelation, really, because what it did was it took away any of those doubts, I think, at the start of the day's play. OK, you've had a really good first day, 263 for three. Can you build on it? Well, you know, if you score 90 odd for no wicket before lunch with, with Stokes to the four, then yeah, you, you, you've really given a lift to the dressing room, you've taken in well past 300 and you're, you're, you're well on the way to getting where you, you want to be at the end of the day's plays. I mean, the biggest surprise actually, I think, was when he, he holled out to deep back with square leg and, and Pajara took it at about the fourth attempt, just about managed to hold on. He, he was playing so well. He, OK, he, he did have a bit of luck early on. 
Uh, Bumrah got one through a Yorker. They got very nearly bowled him, and he was dropped twice. Two very difficult chances. One away to Ashwin's right return catch was hit back really hard, and then one a, a dive at, at mid wicket that, that wasn't. Uh, pouched as well that was another difficult chance but he struck the ball well he reverse swept well slog swept he's 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 a difficult man to contain even though you know you've got the pro he had the problem of the ball turning into him from outside the you know from the rough outside the the left handers off stump there was more rough out there obviously as as there often tends to be so he had that problem uh, to deal with but he's he's such a fantastic player such a quality player isn't it we saw it at, uh, at Headingley where he was you know reverse sweeping lion into the into the west stand superb from, from Stokes really as a comeback a stand of 124 for the fourth wicket put England in such a strong position it was 387 when he was out Let's hear from Ben Stokes. Uh, I spoke to him afterwards, and this is what he had to say. We didn't just look to survive out there. We didn't just look to sort of eat into the overs and make India stay out there. We also looked to be positive in the way that we scored. So, um, yeah, I think as a whole, we're very happy as a batting unit with how it's gone. It's obviously been a, a tough pitch for bowlers the first two days. Is there enough in the surface? Is there enough potential reverse swing to suggest you can make it tough for India's batsmen? Um, yeah, I, I think there's actually been, you know, there's been spin, bounce and there's been reverse. I think we've just played really well, you know. Um, I think you've got to give us credit there. Um, it's not exactly been the easiest. I think we've just given ourselves a great opportunity as batsmen to to get in and score runs on a, on a pitch that is actually offering for the bowlers. Um, you know, there's been a lot of balls that have spat out of the rough today and we've seen the period today when... Uh, Ishan Sharma bowled uh, with the reverse swing of ball and got two and two. Uh, you know, that can happen out here. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, you guys should give us a bit of credit. Uh, if we got skittled, you would have said, <laughs> it's doing all sorts out here. So, um, you know, I think we played really, really well as a batting unit. Um, and we've, we've taken some big strides as a batting group out on the subcontinent the way that we play. Um, so, yeah, we're really happy. Are you expecting the pitch to deteriorate even more? So, I mean, do you feel you're in a tremendous position actually to, you know, to go on potentially and win the game from here? Oh, well, I think that generally wickets don't get any better out here in India, you know, especially when the heat blazes on it and you put 90 overs um, a day onto it, you know, it's, it's going to get, it's going to get drier. It's going to break up. It's going to deteriorate. But, you know, just because we've gone out there and scored some big first inning runs, that doesn't give us the right to, you know, bowl them out twice like we hope to do. You know, we, we know we've still got a lot of hard work to do as a as a bowling unit here because it is tough to take 20 wickets anywhere. But, you know, out here, um, you know, sometimes 20 wickets is hard to come by. So we know we've got a, a big challenge ahead of us. How did you prepare for the series? I mean, it's very unusual to come into a test match without any cricket for two months and to sort of switch it on straight away. How did, how did you make that happen? I did. I bowled, batted and did a lot of running. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, physically, just making sure I get myself ready for the for the for the test match. Uh, making sure I've got the workload into my body when it comes to the overs. Um, and to be honest, now, you know, after being around and sort of understanding what what is best for my game from a batting point of view, um, I just made sure that I you know felt good. Um, I didn't really overkill too much, to be honest. Um, if I felt good and felt like everything was going all right, then I'll just come out of the nets. Um, and yeah, just did a lot of running as well. Yeah. 
So that was Ben Stokes speaking to me after play. Oh, he actually rather sort of misinterpreted my question, really, about the, the the pitch, saying, you know, I wasn't giving England credit for how well they played. Can't be further from the case. I mean, they played superbly, brilliant innings from Root, excellent from Stokes, good support from uh, Sibley as well. I think just the point is, is that, you know, it was a it was a very good toss to win. First day the pitch was relatively straightforward, and England made the most of it. Today it was a bit trickier, and they did really well as well you know, with the base built on the first day and that partnership between Stokes and Root at the start of the day, sort of getting them going. So that the, the thing is now is where is this match going to go? Are Bess and Leach going to be able to get in the game? Are Anderson and Archer? going to be able to get in the game with the ball. We, we did see Ishant Sharma reverse swinging it. Bowled, I thought he bowled absolutely superbly. As a former pace bowler yourself, you must have been extremely impressed with Ishant Sharma, whose figures were 27 over, seven maidens, two for 52 in a total of 555. He bowled Butler with a beauty, uh, an in-swing, a reverse swinger. Butler thought was presumably was going to go straight on or leave him, and it, it nipped back in, and he played no shot, and he was dismissed. I mean, it was fabulous bowling from Ishant. Yeah, uh, I did a little piece on Channel 4, actually, about how he and Bumrah were using reverse swing. and The analyst was back. The analyst, the analyst was the, back well, on Channel 4. Well, yeah, in a slightly different uh, location, instead of the truck, which I think has sold off uh, as a furniture van. Uh, <laughs> I'm in my bedroom now, of course, but uh, or a converted bedroom, let's say. But yeah, it was not, it's nice to be back. A, a little bit of nostalgia. A few people have said, oh, it's lovely to see the analyst back. And one or two typically sort of saying they should just lock him up and throw away the key. I, I had a few of those over the years as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, I just tried to explain that the art of reverse swing and, and the science behind it. And Ishant is a one of the the modern masters of it actually now with Bumrah as well and those two wickets were, were classic reverse swing dismissals where the batsman thinks the ball is sort of just outside or stump and then it sort of veers in at the last minute and takes the stumps a lovely delivery to, to Butler and then one straight through Archer first ball and he's really uh, an interesting character because he He's sort of always evolved. He was a bit of a tearaway to start with. I remember when he first came to England about 10 years ago or more, you know, he was a big, hairy, fast bowler who just tried to bowl as quick as he could. And he's become this refined operator now. He only learnt to bowl round the wicket to left-handers from coming to England and seeing people like Stuart Broad and Jimmy Anderson doing it. And I remember on that series, of, I think it was 2018, when he started the series over the wicket and couldn't get any wickets. And then he saw Anderson and Broad working round and so he tried that and found a lot of success so he's someone he's now on 299 wickets tantalizingly poised on 299 will he get the chance in the morning to polish them off how how will his body feel in the morning to try and get his 300th wicket I should think it will feel like he's been run over by a bus well, well, Ben Stokes said England definitely batting on, so let, let's let's confirm that. Uh, so he will get the chance uh, if his if his body is okay. Bumrah's bowled even more. It's actually the most he's bowled in a in a Test innings. Uh, a Bumrah, this he's up over thirty overs. So there's a, a lot of miles in the legs. But presumably, if England are to go on and try and win this game, get themselves into a winning position, their bowlers going to have to do an awful lot of work as well. And it's back to back Test matches. So if you think about it. The next game, so England are going to be bowling at the back end of this test match and then a quick turnaround into the next game. So don't lose the toss. Yeah. <laughs> don't lose the toss for the second game. Anyway, let, let's concentrate on the first game. Yeah? Let's get that one out of the way. So who are um, going to take the wickets? Well, I, 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 you, you asked that question uh, for England. 
I think it's more likely to be the seamers, to be honest. I mean, you, the spinners might get some, but th- there is a bit for them to work on. Th- there's certainly some rough there. It's cr- starting to crumble a bit, but that means the ball will reverse swing as well because it will get scuffed up. The state of the ball wasn't great, was it, by the end of the innings? So the, the bowlers have got to sort of strike in that first 50 overs if they can. And I, I can see uh, Anderson and, and Archer taking wickets, and I can also see Stokes coming into it quite valuably if he's you know fit and raring to bowl uh, because he gets the ball to reverse swim because he's got a funny action with the hand kind of coming from 11 o'clock so beyond the vertical which is normally good for reverse swing so and of course he's he's got that little bit of extra pace as well that he can utilize so I, funnily enough you know I can see the England seamers doing some damage whether they do enough to say enforce a follow-on uh, it's, it's hard to say it depends how the Indian batting starts. But there's just something in there for the seamers to work with as well as the spinners. So team effort, lots of pressure, bowl at the stumps, I reckon, a lot of the time, try and get LBWs and bowls. And I think maybe the the pitch might just start to play tricks towards the end of the third day. Yeah, I mean, there was there was definitely something there in, from the pitch today. There was some turn, and more, a bit more spin, a bit more bounce, and sometimes you you don't need prodigious turn, do you? A little bit is just enough, and in a way, we saw that with Nadim getting Joe Root out. It, it straightened a fraction, and that was what sent him on his way. Often we saw in Sri Lanka, the ball would turn, you know, spit past the outside edge. Almost the ball was turning too much at, at times, and it was really frustrating for the bowlers. Almost couldn't control it. And the, the good balls weren't taking the wickets. And then the batsman going, aye, aye, right, I'll get after this bowler and slog sweep him or reverse sweeping or, or, or whatever. Pitch is still slow. I mean, that, that, that's, the, that's the one thing that is in favour of, of the batsman as the game goes on. And I suppose that India are used to playing on these sort of pitches. And they are extremely skillful players and high quality players as well. And England have got Bess and Leach as their spinners who did well at times in Sri Lanka and at other times are unable to to build pressure so there's the challenge for them ahead but you 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 feel Anderson yeah could be could be an important bowler uh, for England on this surface and then Jofra I mean Joe Root was saying he was bowling like the speed of light in the nets in the lead up to the game whether that was just to I don't know to encourage him or just put the thoughts in in Indian uh, batsman's mind I don't know but it's a it's a great position to be in uh, for England, clearly they're going to tr- try and get as many as they can uh, tomorrow. Another, I mean, who knows? I mean, slog another thirty or forty, get it up to six hundred. I mean, that would be a sort of psychological uh, staging post uh, for them. Um, is it a race against time? Well, we're going to find out on the third day, I think. Yeah, I, I, I guess that the weather forecast looks pretty good, so hopefully, yeah, it does, no, yeah. no time <laughs> lost and no bad light and things like that. So we should get a full three days playing. England have a, a great opportunity. Uh, we had Ian Botham in the Virtual Cricket Club last Thursday and he made one of his typical predictions right at the end of the evening. He said, when we asked him who would win the series, he said, England, England will win the series and Joe Root and Ben Stokes, they'll be too dominant, too good for India. Well, you know, he's proved himself right so far. Uh, and next week, by the way, we've got Steve Finn in the Virtual Cricket Club. Uh, if you can join us for that next Thursday night worldsbestcricketclub.com. The reason why we've got him on, actually, partly, is because he played a really key role in winning in India in 2012 by bowling a superb spell, particularly, I remember, in Calcutta Mm. with reverse swing in the third test. So we've got Steve Finn next Thursday night in the Virtual Cricket Club. And he's well worth it as well. He's well worth uh, joining us for. I've worked with 
Steve, and he came with us to New Zealand on, on Test Match Special, and uh, he's a he's actually a lot of promise as a broadcaster. He's still got to finish his cricket career yet. He's only 31. He's been around for so long. Uh, actually desperate to get out and practice at the moment. Well, probably get desperate to get out and practice at the moment, even though it's uh, only early February, but I think they're a bit restricted in what they can do. He's a bit like Ishant Sharma, isn't he? Mm. Actually, funnily enough, in his career path, because they got into the side early, they were sort of a bit of a tear away. But Ishant has found a, a niche, a way of bowling, which is highly effective. Maybe we could see Finn come again. I don't know. I mean, he's had a few issues in the past, hasn't he? Kind of about accuracy and action and knocking the stumps over and delivery and things like that. But you know, if he's only thirty-one, there's there's still some time. Yeah, well, we'll find out about that on uh, Thursday evening. I've got one more uh, question for you, Yoz, and talking about uh, comebacks and rejuvenating careers. Are you going to be back as the analyst on Channel 4's <laughs> coverage during the, the rest of the series? Are we, are who, knows? Who, who knows? Who uh, knows? I, I certainly don't. Uh, they're kind of making it up as they go along at the moment. I mean, to be fair to Channel 4, and there's been a bit of criticism of bland coverage and all that, I don't think it is bland. Uh, your reliance on the world feed and the commentary from the world feed is, is not the most dynamic, one has just to say. Just explain the world feed, Yoss. Just explain the world, the world feed. The is, is just the, the commentary supplied by Star Sports in India, which everybody takes, and you don't have any choice in that. Uh, and it's a commentary team sort of assembled rather randomly, as far as I can tell, by star sports so they send the pictures and the commentary together and you as the receiving broadcaster just get all that stuff and you can add around the side and channel 4 had three days to get the studio ready to get the guests ready to get everything sorted to get the graphics done and mambo number five lined up and all that so they've had a lot to do and just to get it on air was the main objective initially but i think over time they're going to add a few new features so we'll just have to wait and see on that one 1.1 1.1 million people uh, watched their, their coverage on the first day of the Test match. Over a million people watched Joe Root make his, his century. Um, and if this Test match builds to an exciting uh, conclusion with England pressing for victory, then I imagine those viewing figures uh, will go up. Of course, there's lots of Indian supporters uh, living in this country as well who also will support the coverage. And you imagine as, as the series goes on, and I, I don't, it's, it's going to be a tough series for England. They've had two good days in your good side, and they are more than capable of fighting back from the situation they are in. Uh, there's some hard work ahead of them in this test match, but it, it promises to be a, a really good series. I, I, I did think England would be competitive. I thought it'd be hard for them to, to go on and win this series, and both Victor and I tipped India to make the World Test Championship final at the start of the series, which meant, say, a 2-1 win for India would be enough. Um, so there's, but there's the challenge for England. They've made a, they've made a very good start. Uh, they, they won a good toss and they made the most of the pitch on the, the first day. And they've definitely made uh, the most of it on the second day as well in, in slightly trickier conditions. Brilliant from Root and superb from Stokes and some useful contributions as well from Ollie Pope and Joss Butler. So they've you know, they've got it all together, really, haven't they? They've, they've found the ingredients to, to get, get the sort of score that puts them right in the game with three days left. Beautifully summed up. Are you a professional broadcaster by any chance? <laughs> Perhaps they'll get me to do the analyst bit on Channel 4. No, I don't well, think so. Well, you know, you'd I'm be not, my guest. Come I'm down, ba- you know, join, join me in my, in my back bedroom. <laughs> I'm not bald enough yet. <laughs> 
Well, you know, we can do things about that, though. I could, I could maybe, you know, maybe I need a transplant. I don't Get know. Get on to Michael Vaughan. Get on, that's the thing. Get on to Michael Vaughan and Shane Warne. They know how to sort those problems out. <laughs> and Graham Gooch. Yeah, and I, I hear there's one or two hair transplants in the current England side too, but I won't reveal who they are. Anyway, uh, it was a great day for England. Let's hope that it's an equally fascinating day tomorrow. We'll be back to report on it at the end of it and hope you can join us then. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Podcast Network.